Hello, how are you today? Today I'm uh, going to go back to Psalm 40, um, hoping to get through some of this. And just in meditating on this this morning, in verse 2 of, of Psalm 40, he says, um, he says, He stooped down to lift me out of danger from a desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into, now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walked along his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. Blessing after blessing comes to those who love and trust the Lord. They will not fall away, for they refuse to listen to the lies of the proud. <clears throat> this is really good. We're going to try to get as far as I can here. So, um, you know, and thank you again for joining me today. Uh, you know, if you would like to leave a comment, uh, you can go to uh, just send me an email at um, Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. That's Tom, T-O-M, in Sarah, I-N-S-E-R-R-A, ministries at gmail.com. Just drop me an email. Tell me what you're thinking um, about, you know, about these podcasts, okay? So he says here that, um, you know, one version says here in verse two that, um, you know, he pulled me out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. And um, here he says, he stooped down. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Um, you know, I don't have, I don't, I don't get any um, royalties from it, but it's just an incredible book. He says, uh, he stooped down to lift me out of danger. Okay, from a desolate pit, from the desolate pit I was in. Out of the muddy mess I had fallen into, and now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. Now, remember the last time um, we, we talked about verse one, where we waited patiently for God, knowing he would come through. And then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. Okay, he came down and he rescued me. And that's, uh, that's, that, that's the idea here. And, and, and this thing about stooping down to lift me out of danger. You remember that moment with uh, Peter. Um, <clears throat> Peter was, uh, was in the boat. And Peter was crying out, you know, just said, Lord, if it's you, you know, tell me to come out onto the water. And um, and then so Jesus said, come. Peter got out of the boat and started, you know, and started uh, walking on the water to Jesus. And, uh, you know, and then Jesus ended up having to save him. He said, Lord, help me. And, and immediately the Bible says Jesus grabbed him. And whenever you call for help, God's going to stoop down to lift you out of danger. And he's got, he got this muddy mess. And um, I remember a friend of mine was preaching one time and he was talking about, um, he, he was in Krampus Crusade. Um, and what he did was, uh, they had these contests every year, these Bible trivia contests. And in the con this, this time he was like, he was cleaning up. He was one of the leaders, uh, not, not one of the leader leaders, but he was, um, one of the responsible ones there. And they would, uh, and he would have to clean up, um, the, 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 the place that they met. 
And so as he was cleaning, he saw these questions on the on the table and he kind of looked at them and he said, oh, that's kind of interesting. A lot of them he knew. Uh, some of them, you know, were interesting to him. He'd never seen them before. And he was just kind of like, okay. So he just put them back on the table and he went. Well, the next day they had like this, this competition um, be, uh, you know, for this. Uh, it was kind of like a, a quiz game uh, where you had to buzz in and you'd give the answer, buzz in and give answers. Well, you know, as the thing started, uh, you know, he was answering and he was doing really, really well. And then he suddenly realized that um, that he had seen these questions before. Like these were the questions that were on that desk that he was cleaning. And so instead of saying something like, uh, and so hold it, hold it, I ought to recuse myself because I had seen these questions and uh, please forgive me and then walk away. What he did was he tried to answer slowly. And, um, you know, and it didn't work out. Well, he just felt so guilty about that and so overcome by it. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, if I told you this guy's name, you'd, you'd know who he was. But he was so over overwhelmed by the guilt of it that he, um, you know, he, he went a few days and, um, you know, and, and uh, somebody came up to him and said, you know, hey, listen, I see you running this race, you know, and you're in this you're running the 440 and you're on this track and it's raining and there's a lot of mud and you're just running and you're running and you're so far ahead of everybody. And, you know, you're, you're just, you're, you're like yards ahead of them. Like you're almost like a whole football field ahead of them. And so you're running and you're running and you're running and you're doing well. Well, anyway, I saw you slip and fall in the mud and, you know, it wasn't a prophecy. He, I think he had a dream about this. I want to get the story right. It's been so long since I've told it. And, um, and so he, you know, he, he was running and he fell in the mud and he was just lying there and he started to cry. And these people in the stands were saying, come on, get up, get up. It was kind of like a, a Hebrews chapter 12, one, where it says that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And, um, and they were cheering him on, come on, get up, get up, get up. And, you know, he ended up getting up and, um, and the Lord spoke to him, what are you crying for? And what are you what are you staying sad for? Dust yourself off and go. Just keep running. So he got up, wiped up the mud and started running again. And that's uh, and that's kind of the, the, the vision or the picture that I got out of this mess. Sometimes we fall. Sometimes we don't live up to our standards. Sometimes we don't live up to God's standards. It's called sin. And, and God gets it. But that's why he, he sent Jesus to die for us. And all we have to do is confess our sin to him. The Bible says if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then part of that is repentance. Change the way that you think about that thing that you fell into sin. Well, sometimes you get stuck in the mud. I get it. You know, um, <clears throat> we were on, in Bible college. Uh, this was years ago. We were in Bible college and we were singing. Uh, we were doing a, um, what do you call it? We were doing a, 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 a concert, concert tour. And we were in Buffalo, New York. And I remember <clears throat> we took the bus and we were going to go into Canada we went into Canada, and I remember there was a sign that says that there's no road next 50 kilometers. Choose your rut carefully. And a lot of times that's how it is with us. We got ruts, man, that we fall into, and you got to choose them carefully. Let your rut be the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let your rut be the love of the Holy Ghost, and you'll never, you'll never be in want. You'll never have these situations. 
But then he said, at last he bent down and he listened to me. He stooped down to lift me out of danger. Now, remember, Peter fell into the water. He said, Lord, help me. And then Jesus immediately took him out. And then he said to him, why did you doubt? He didn't say, why did you doubt and make him drown a little bit more? He said, why did you doubt? You know, you don't have to doubt me. I'm going to be there. I'm going to take care of this. This is all right. Don't doubt. He'll save you first if you cry out to him in sincerity, if you'll cry out to him in purity and in love for him. He'll go ahead and he will do this for you. Um, He stooped down. I love this. He stooped down, lifted me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now, He lifted me onto a firm or into a firm, secure place. See, this doesn't take you out of something, but he puts your feet in in a firm, secure place and steadied you while you walk along your ascending path. Just remember, the path of the Lord is always up. It's always ascending. It's always going for more. It's never plateauing. When we plateau, basically we backslide and you can't. You have to go after the Holy Spirit. You have to go after not the feeling, but you have to go after the person of the Holy Ghost. That's how you do that. And then since this this is the new year of 2020, um, this verse came in just like lit up. It said, a new song for a new day rises up within me. Every time I think about how he breaks through for me, ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Wow, a new song for a new day. The Bible says, um, excuse me, he says his mercies are new every morning. New song for a new day. Let God put a song in your heart. Let God put a voice in your heart. Let God do this thing that, that he wants to do in you. Arise and shine for your light has come. The, the Latvian translation from the German actually means get up, it's a new day. <clears throat> it's a new day for you. It's not an old day, it's a new day for you. Recognize your new day. Sing a new song, let it rise up within you <clears throat> because every time you start to think about how, uh, how God breaks through for you, every time you're gonna burst into ecstatic praise. How many times? Has God broken through for you? How many times have you have you made it through the day? You're just like, man, I'm glad I got through that day. You know, I, I shared this yesterday. I don't remember if it was my Facebook Live or my podcast, but I shared about this um, near accident I had coming back from Sacramento. And, uh, and this car behind us uh, was actually to our right. So we were going north. So it was east of us. And this car hit this car in front of him. And he came and he... And he, and he T-boned the meridian right behind us. And, uh, you know, and I just was bursting out in this ecstatic praise how God, uh, how God did a miraculous work there. When I was, uh, just about two or three years old, I fell out of a three-story window. And, um, in that window, it was crazy, but, um, I, I think it was my choo-choo train had fell, fallen out of the window. I leaned over to see where it was, or not out of the window, but out of the, you know, we used to have holes in the bottom of the screen. And, uh, and it fell out of the bottom there and I leaned over and I remember, all I remember was leaning over to see it. Next thing I know, I don't remember anything. And, um, 
and I fell out of that window. I landed in sticker bushes on top of this screen, and I'm thinking, wow. And I, and I look back at that day, and I think, wow, what, what could have happened to me had I, had that screen not been there or had that sticker bushes not been there? I'd have been dead. But I remember one day, it was last year, the Holy Spirit, I was, I was in a I was in a, a sozo meeting, which is like a, a, a kind of a counseling thing. And the Lord showed me a vision of that time. And it was the Holy Spirit had, he, he says, the Holy Spirit told me that he was the one that carried me and made me land on the sticker bushes. And then this man walked by that nobody knew. I mean, seriously, nobody knew who this guy was. But he happened to be walking by. Now, you have to understand this little town that my dad grew up in. It was called Roscoe, Pennsylvania. And it's down on the southwest border um, of uh, of Pennsylvania and uh, near Waynesburg uh, University and near California, Pennsylvania. And uh, just small south of Pittsburgh. And um, it's only a block long. You know, it's crazy. It's only a block long. And there's this guy that's walking down, just happened to be walking across, came to me, picked me up, saw the blood all around, took me into the house. They were having a big party in the house. My parents happened to be there, or that's why we were in this house. And my parents were there. And I remember, I don't remember this, but they were telling me that he walked in and says, does this child belong to anybody? My dad freaked out. My mom freaked out. They took me to the hospital. And all I had was just a, a scratch on my eye. And I remember the Holy Spirit told me, to the Lord belongs, escapes from death. These are mighty works that God has done. Um, I remember uh, the uh, the privilege of praying for uh, a guy's wife who had no who had 1% of one kidney left. She was going in for dialysis. And um, long story short, she ended up, um, God healed her that night after we prayed. God healed her and God gave her new kidneys like a baby. It was crazy. Um, I remember praying for uh, a Muslim guy. Uh, the Muslims actually believe that Jesus is a healer. So that, that's what I went with. And, and God healed his leg. And I remember praying for a whole bunch of folks and seeing God do miracles. This man in Latvia, the, the chief of police of this one little town in Latvia, uh, when I prayed for him, I laid my hands on his head. He had seven lumps on his head. And then um, I just prayed. And then uh, the next day or next year, I went down there and I met the guy again. He had no lumps. God had healed him of his brain tumors. Crazy. So every time I think about how God breaks through and how every time that God broke through for me, um, ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. And, And many will see his miracles and will stand in awe of God. And fall in love with him. I I pray for people regularly, um, uh, you know, outside of the church. I go I'll go to Walmart. I'll go places and just pray for people who are uh, like with with crutches or whatever, and or bad backs or whatever. And I just pray for them. Um, I remember uh, one time. This is the mighty miracles that I shout about. One time uh, I was helping this gentleman bring his groceries to the to his apartment, which is the third floor, and. Um, and as I was bringing him upstairs, there was a guy in there. I mean, his apartment smelled like urine. Uh, his feet were black. His toenails were curled over his toes. Um, uh, there's a, I knew that later after I met him. And he said his back was hurting and he couldn't. And I said, well, God can, uh, you know, God can heal that and I can pray for you. He let me pray for him and, and God aligned his back. You know, I, I'm not, 
<clears throat> I'm going to actually, what actually happened was God lengthened his leg, but, um, and, and I, you know, it, it kind of moved out, like I have a video of it, kind of moved out like, like an inch and a half or so. And, um, so I was like all excited. His back felt better. The guy was instantly sober. And, um, and these are the mighty works of God. And, uh, and I, I just get ecstatic over it. I went back a couple weeks later. I saw him and I said, how are you feeling? And he goes, you don't understand what happened. And I said, well, tell me what happened. Well, he was in a car accident and he lost an inch and a half of his leg. They, he had an inch and a half of bone missing from his leg. And, um, and that's how I can know that his leg lengthened because it became the same length and, and the guy was better. And, uh, so when he told me that, I kind of freaked out. And I said, well, God, why didn't you tell me that this was a creative miracle? And he said, well, because if I had, would you have prayed differently? And I said, yes, I wouldn't have prayed at all because I didn't necessarily think that God can use me in that, but God used me in a crazy stuff. It's crazy good. Um, yeah, so like these are mighty miracles that God does that I shout out and, and people start to acknowledge who he is. He's done incredible mighty things, saved my life. I remember one time um, I was out in, uh, it was this, this was in New Jersey. We were going to a concert. We were going to do a concert and it was snowing, which I don't know why. Uh, and I remember we called the church to find out if they were still having church that night. And they said, yes. So we're driving up to this to this place and our car did a, a 360 on the exit ramp. And all I remember was crying out, Jesus, really loud. And the car was right in the center of the roadway facing the way we were supposed to go. And none of us were injured. Uh, that's a mighty work of how God did a miracle in my life. I remember I was driving to work one day in Seattle and it was snowing and I had to be there um, early in the morning and, and it was about four in the morning and I was driving. I had a three on the column, um, a three on the column Chevy Nova and I was driving this thing and I remember I was getting on, um, the extension highway to go to the airport and I remember that my car started spinning and I was able to get off at this exit. I mean, like my car was in the middle of this exit and I just got off the exit, went to the next exit, turned around, got, uh, got into work eventually with my little three-speed Chevy Nova. And uh, and God protected me there. Um, <clears throat> I remember I was flying from Anchorage to uh, Seattle. I just finished a conference. Uh, I wasn't speaking. I went to a conference in uh, north of Anchorage. And um, it was in the middle of January. It was really cold. Anyway, I was flying back. And, uh, and, and the plane took off in a snowstorm. It was crazy. It was snowing. And I remember as we were taking off, it felt like somebody had the, his hands on the front of the airplane and just flinging it back and forth. That's what it felt like. I freaked out. I just started praying. And, and, and God, you know, God came in and he made the flight smoother, made it down to Seattle. No problems. And um, obviously, I'm still alive. Uh, there, there are tons of ways that God did it. God used friends to encourage me to help me out. And he took me out of the mud and he set my feet secure. And every time I think about it, it's a new day. I have a new song for a new day. And every time I think about his mighty works, I burst out in ecstatic, ecstatic joy that everybody can hear of the miracles that God has done and turn their life to him. So anyway, I'm going to end there and we'll, we'll pick up Psalm 40, uh, I think, again tomorrow. Um, but until then, God bless you. You know, like this is a new day for you. Uh, Isaiah 61 Verse, uh, sorry, Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, Arise, shine, 
for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It's a new day. He's put a new song in your heart and today is the day for you to start singing it. It's a new song of mercy. It's a new song of grace. God bless you guys. You have a great day.